Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, and wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Max Plank. Max joined Oculus in 2014 to build Oculus Story Studio, a small team of technical artists from film and games bent on inspiring and educating the next generation of storytellers. Welcome, Max. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm very excited to learn uh, more about you. I mean, as you can imagine, when someone hears Oculus, it's like, okay, that's a pretty darn innovative thing. So tell us about how you got involved with this. Yeah, uh, my, my story is, uh, I guess it's, it's somewhat interesting. I, my background is in uh, computer science, computer graphics. I studied at uh, MIT in Boston for my undergraduate. And uh, at the time, I was uh, looking to work for Microsoft, Google, Amazon, uh, and the type of places you would expect. But I also had this interest in, in design. Uh, I was always into photography, and graphic design, web design. And so I was trying to find a place where I could blend my problem-solving ability with my love for creative. And I was lucky enough to, to be spotted by Pixar Animation Studios. Uh, and uh, right out of college, I got to work at the best place in the world. Oh, wow. Uh, making, making feature films that millions of people see, critically acclaimed. I got to work on Cars, WALL-E, Up, Brave, and Monsters University. Uh, and I got to see how Pixar blends technology and creativity together to make these beautiful films. Uh, and I was there for 10 years, uh, and I loved every minute of it. Uh, but I... At, after 10 years, I had this growing itch. Uh, I felt like I wanted to find a, a big problem to solve, uh, something really interesting, something that, that was at the beginning of a frontier and had a lot of unexplored territory in front of it. And I also felt that in terms of the, the technology in uh, computer animated films, uh, I felt like it was mature, that a lot of the uh, interesting problems had been solved. And so I wanted to go find what was that what was our generation's big leap forward when it came to entertainment and technology working together? And so I, I left Pixar, uh, it was a hard choice, like leaving paradise, to find <laughs> what that next thing was. And I didn't leave because of virtual reality. I was just in search of what it could be. And I thought uh, video games were doing some interesting things when it came to narrative. And I think there was some interesting stuff in con conversational entertainment, uh, you know, kind of speaking to your phone to, to Siri. Uh, but it's when I saw the second development kit that came out from Oculus. It was a device where, for the first time, you could not only look around in a virtual environment, but you could walk through it. And oh, that, for cool. me, told me that I was like, wow, this is tricking my brain in thinking <laughs> this device on my head is, is transporting me to a different place. And so it was, a, it, was a level, it was a leap forward in terms of technology that felt indistinguishable from magic. And uh, when I saw that, I was saying, this is it. How, how lucky am I to, and I think this was maybe four months after I left Pixar that I found uh, uh, Oculus and, and virtual reality. And I said, I want to work for this. I want to help build the, the, the first studios that are using this device to tell story, which was a, a new idea at the time. A lot of people were seeing virtual reality and saying, this is going to be amazing for games. This is going to be able to put me in the cockpit of a, uh, a space fighter, or you know, I'm going to fight off zombies that are coming after me. And <laughs> exactly. I was like, yeah, 
those, those will be great, but I actually think there's something about immersion, something about putting you in a virtual environment and just telling you a story that's, that was really powerful. I, I remember working on, on Wally back at Pixar, and there were times where I just wanted to hang out with Wally and Eve. Oh, he's cool so characters. adorable, though. I totally get that. I love Wally. Yeah. So I, I felt like what we could do is how about let's use video game technology because that is the best way to craft these virtual worlds that you feel present in. But instead of making a game, let's start with story. And so, so that, as a story, do you, so does the person watching this animation, do they get to be a part of the story? They do. Uh, and I, I have to say that right now what's exciting about storytelling and virtual reality is we're at the beginning of figuring this out. Uh, and right now the, the first experiences that we made at Story Studio, we put you in an environment and a story is told around you. And I think there, there's just a few moments that we respond to as a user. If you move around, maybe a firefly will kind of uh, move with you. Or if you look in a particular direction at a particular moment, the story will begin as if you discovered that moment. Uh, but we, we're just starting to play with that balance between giving you agency as an audience member and telling you a story. Because we, when we first started adding a lot of interactivity into, into our experiences, it felt like the audience got frustrated. The audience felt like, am I doing this wrong? Am I not uh-huh. looking in the right direction or doing the right thing? And when you're being told a story, you want, you want to enjoy it. You want to be entertained. And I don't, you want to go through emotional arcs of empathy for your hero. You don't want to have feelings of frustration and, oh, I, I feel like I need a tutorial to, to, to watch this story. And so I think right now we are trying to learn how we weave interactivity and uh, director influence together. And we call it this conflict between presence and storytelling. Uh, and we're just beginning to find moments, and we're now working on our fourth experience, where, where you can use them together and it amplifies the experience. It's like, uh, you know, if you're, if you're being told a story by a great order, the, that storyteller will watch the audience. They'll read the body language, and they'll adjust their pacing. They might adjust the order of events based on how the audience is responding. Right. And I think that's, that's, that's an amazing part of storytelling that we don't quite have in film and television, right? Those are, those are very fixed uh, mediums where if it's a story that lasts five minutes, it will last exactly five minutes and be told the same way every time. In virtual reality, because we're in these gaming environments, these interactive environments, we now have tools to tailor the story to the audience member. We know where you're looking. We know how fast you're moving, we know if you're moving left or right, and we can respond to that. And so we're, we're excited to be playing with those things. And so can they now, or will they at some point kind of be able to really look around, like go explore that area, if you will? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, uh, in our, our first experience lost, it was a five-minute short. It was, you know, we call it kind of our minimum viable product, just proving that story and virtual reality is compelling. It's a simple story that we just put you in this moonlit forest and you're just, you're just put there and you're, you're kind of put in this small glen and uh, you're introduced to this, this character. And the, the whole time you are standing there and you're able to move around uh, in that, that glen area. Uh, we also started playing with, we, we haven't quite used this in the experience, but we played with a concept called teleports. So in film, whenever you're trying to cut action from one beat to the next, you just have a camera cut. 
Uh, in virtual reality, if we say, all right, you're going to be here, and then we now want you to see the story from this angle, or we teleport the user because it feels like you're standing there in the virtual world, and if we move you to another spot, it doesn't feel like a, a camera cut. It feels like a presence cut. And uh, what's, what's powerful about that is, is you, you get a new angle on it, but what's distracting about it is that you now need to reestablish that when you're teleported, there's this uneasy feeling of like, whoa, 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 where did I go? You need to look around. And so it, you, you, we found that you need to use them sparingly and uh, make sure that there's a break in the action because you need to recognize the audience member needs that moment to reestablish. So amazing. Well, I'll tell you what, Max, we are going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Sounds great. Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and I'm the owner of 100th Monkey Media. 100th Monkey Media specializes in affordable and very effective social media solutions for the small to medium-sized business. Our goal is to create a social media presence that shows off who you are, what you do, and delivers brand loyalty and raving fans. Contact us today to learn what 100th Monkey Media can do for you. 636-789-1776 or visit 100thmm.com. Com. That's 636-789-1776 or 100thmm.com. And we are back with Max Planck. Okay, I have a few questions for you. Are yes, you related to the quantum theory guy, Max Planck? You know, I, I get that often. I'm sure you uh, do. It, it's... Uh, didn't help that I went to uh, an engineering school for college. I'm uh, sure it did. I, <laughs> I was definitely that freshman named Max Planck. Uh, I think uh, our family doesn't know for sure. Uh, I think the best we found is that we have very similar ancestors, so Dutch ancestors. So I think we're we're uh, uh, if we are related, it would be distantly. Uh, I think uh, my dad uh, just saw the. The name Max Planck in his high school textbook growing up, he was like, that is a really cool name. I would love to name like this. <laughs> I think also, it's awesome, he also, though. He also, uh, I think he uh, got that often with his last name being spelled Planck. He was thinking, oh, are you related to Max Planck? And he always wanted to be cheeky about it and say, yeah, he's my son. <laughs> he sounds like an awesome dad then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's great. So you will uh, be gracing our stage on December 10th for Bounce. And so excited, without revealing too much about your talk, can you just give us an idea on topic and, you know, kind of give people a little bit of a taste? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like, so right now virtual reality is in, is entering into its third year, uh, at least this modern wave of virtual reality, consumer grade virtual reality is what we call it. And uh, I feel like a lot has happened for those of us who are making content. And I wanted to talk a little bit about where virtual reality is at and what's ahead of us. And I also want to talk a little bit about the, the problem we're solving. Uh, as I said, I, when I left uh, Pixar, I was looking for something, something big, something, something that was important to solve. And I love entertaining people, but I think there's something more important to storytelling, and I wanted to talk about how virtual reality is important to that. Very cool. And when, um, I need, I so want you to tell us about Henry. Sure, yeah. Uh, so Henry was the second short experience we made at Oculus Story Studio. It was after we made Lost, so Lost was a five-minute short 
where we were, were just trying to show what the technology can do when it came to storytelling. We like to call it the, our Luxo Jr., just like Pixar made shorts gotcha. when it was first starting. And for Henry, we, with each project we, we do, we want to push the boundary of the frontier forward. We want to try new things. And we're doing it technologically, but we also wanted to do it emotionally. We want to prove that virtual reality is a medium, not a genre. It's not just a good thing for doing horror experiences or thriller experiences. But it can be an art form where many different types of emotional arcs can be explored. And when we were thinking of Henry, we said, wouldn't it be awesome to get someone to laugh in virtual reality? I mean, to, you have this, this head-mounted display on your face. We would love to sort of almost how to get pushed off your face because your cheekbones are, are up laughing. <laughs> and so that's what we went into it. Let's make this, this cute, approachable, adorable story of this hedgehog named Henry who is, is especially spotty. And he's, he's a lovable guy. He loves hugging. He wants friends. And unfortunately, because of his spikes, that's a bit of a problem for the other Aww. forest animals. Uh, and so the story takes place on his birthday where he makes his wish, and he wishes to have friends, friends that he can hug. Uh, and, of course, as all birthday wishes go, it, has, it, it comes true in unexpected ways that results in a lot of, uh, of antics with uh, his birthday balloon that comes to life. <laughs> so you can imagine how that goes. Uh, but, but in the end, we, we want you to finally, the balloons help him find a true friend, someone who he can who he is his natural companion in, in the forest. And so we found that, that that was a great story. We felt like it went through, you know, coming from Pixar, comedy works because you care for a character. We knew that it's hard to laugh at someone who you don't know or it's hard to just laugh at a simple pratfall. You need to build into a good comedic moment. And so it was important to us that you related to Henry and, and you cared for him. You felt for his problem. Oh, I love now, it. We, when we started making Henry, we found that because people felt present with him in his home, so it, it, the story comes up in his home, and you're, you're, you're sitting around the birthday table as he's setting it up. And there are moments that he glances in your direction, and this is because we're in a game engine. Whether you're standing or sitting, left or right, he can actually look straight at you and in your eyes. This isn't like looking at the screen of a camera because the choices you make and how you're viewing it affects where he looks. That's how we're beginning to tailor the experience. Wow. And so there are these moments where he shares, like, hey, I'm excited about this, or I'm sad about this. But you could think of them as these sort of fourth wall aside. Uh, and because of that connection, a lot of people really felt sad for him. The emotion of, oh, man, I really want this guy to get a hug, was more powerful than the emotion of, I'm laughing at the antics of him trying to hug both uh, and so we're, we realized that the things that work in film are, are not necessarily going to work in VR. But we found this more powerful emotion. I, a lot of people just, just cared so much for this animated character that they were with that we realized that was the emotion that was most successful. And so near the end, we designed the experience to really make you feel like you were going with, with him on his roller coaster. So at the end, when he finally gets his wish, you're, you're happy for him. And so we found when we were first showing it that people were tearing up more than they were laughing. And uh, Yeah, I, I can totally see that. Yeah, so it wasn't quite what we were going for, but we still consider it a success. 
But I think it's really important and it's so true. I love, 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 love movies. I can't wait to to experience a VR movie. But when I go see a movie and if I do not, like if you can't get me to care about these characters, I really just, it's a terrible movie. I want to be able to care about the characters enough so that if something happens to one of them, you know, I, I feel something. I mean, and, and we've all been to the movies where we're watching these people and we're like, I could care less. I hope aliens come down and do something right. crazy. This is yeah. boring, you know? So these I think it's really, you, you've hit it when you've, you're yeah. getting that emotional, you know, the emotional connection going. Yeah, and I, you're right. I, I love film too. I, I feel like if, in a lot of stories, you're, you sometimes take the audience through a pretty wild ride, sometimes with a lot of unbelievable plot twists. But if you care for the characters, you're willing to to believe it. You're willing to suspend your disbelief when you're like, I, I don't really care. I love these guys. And even if they're doing something a little wacky and illogical, I'm in. I'm I, I'm willing to do this. And, right. Uh, I mean, it's it's like Walking Dead. You know, I'm I'm so yeah. into the characters. It's okay with me that they're chopping heads off of zombies. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of weird plot twists of like, why did the character do that? That that was silly, but I really like that character, so I'm in. Uh, I'll believe he does that. Right. Oh, I just can't. I'm I'm so excited to be able to experience Henry. I mean, it just looking at just his little picture, he's already so darn cute. You you kind yeah, of fall in love he, with him without any other anything happening. Yeah, when he looks at you, when he has those glances, we've had these gasp moments of like, wait, what? Am I am I here? Is, Is he looking at me? Oh, yeah. how fun. Well, we're going to take another quick break, and we will be right back with Max Plank. This is Mickey Hancock. Now's a good time to get a snack. My mom's going to do another commercial. If you're looking for an agency to help you with creating and publishing engaging content, launching campaigns, or reputation management, 100th Monkey Media is the social media agency for you. Make your business successful with its social media and get a real return from your investment. 100th Monkey Media is far more affordable than you may think, and we make it easy and impactful. Learn how 100th Monkey Media can help you on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and more. Contact us at 636-789-1776 or visit 100thmm.com. That's 636-789-1776 or visit 100thmm.com. And we are back. So, Max, this is when I get to ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? Yeah, I love it. So tell me about, okay, so Henry won an Emmy. Yeah. And you got to go. Were were you starstruck at all? Was there anybody that you saw that you're like, oh my gosh, they're so-and-so? Yeah, a a little bit. I think I've, because I've worked at Pixar, uh, I was lucky enough to have several stars come through if they were doing voice recording or they were just visiting. Uh, So I feel like... um, I feel like my starstruckness is a little dull. <laughs> uh, uh, and the so the when we the night we won the Emmy, we won it on one of the nights that they awarded the Creative Arts. And so that night is not the same night as the televised event. Got the, yeah. The Television Academy is pretty smart. They actually break up the Creative Arts, where there's a lot of people that are making the films behind the scenes, people who are doing theme music, editing, stunts, uh, guest appearances. So there was some. Uh, some famous actors and actresses who were doing guest appearances. But then they have uh, the other night where it's all the main actors, actresses that you, the audience knows and the shows they know. 
Uh, and so the, the creative arts, it was cool because I got to talk with some really interesting people who helped make television magic happen. And then, so I, I wasn't quite walking the red carpet with uh, all the celebrities on that Sunday night. Oh, see, now you learn something every day. I was not aware that they did that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really smart. It's, you know, how the, the Film Academy show can be this really long four-hour, five-hour affair. Television Academy does a good job of breaking up the categories into separate events so that you have this really nice uh, uh, short award ceremony when they televise it. Oh, cool. All right. Well, and so so with being with Pixar, uh, I wasn't going to ask this question, but now I want to ask. I mean, who was, who was the first star you met that you were like, wow, I am talking to this person right now? Uh, let's see. I, you know, I was actually more starstruck by the people I was actually working with. Uh, I think, you know, I, I, I got to wash my hands next to Steve Jobs. Uh, I got to uh, work for John Lasseter on, on Cars and, and other films. And uh, as a director and a leader, he's a really inspiring guy. Uh, and so, if anything, I was starstruck by, like, wow, I, I admire these people. Ed Catmull, the president of Pixar, he is, he is a uh, famous person in the circles of computer graphics. A lot of the techniques and technology we use today are based on his research back in the 60s and 70s. Uh, Pete Docter, who directed Monsters Incorporated, I got to work on his film Up, and he's such a sweet guy. He's, such, he's got such a great heart in everything he does at so he made Monsters Incorporated up and inside out. And uh, working for him is, is a real joy. So now, I, He must I, be an emotional guy. Because I, I think up, well, up, you, you cry within the first 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, up uh, and then inside out every time I watch that. I just, there's, there's two moments where I, I just lose it. Well, yeah, all the emotion. Well, it's, they're emotions. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, what it's, I, that's what it's all the, about. The... The thing I love about Pete is when he pitches a, a film, it's usually based on some emotional thing he's dealing with in his life. Uh, for Inside Out, he talked about how his uh, daughter was going through her tween stage, was becoming a young adolescent, and kind of shut down and was dealing with her own emotional uh, issues and how he used that and turned that into, you know, he was thinking every day, what's, what's going on with my daughter? How can I relate to this? And because he's an animator, a cartoonist, he created these this idea of emotional characters in her head. And he was like, "Wow, this would be a really good good story to tell." So, I, and I love how he it comes from his heart. It comes from his real life, and it makes you really want to work on it. Oh, that 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 makes it even more awesome. That movie to me, just knowing that that's you know that person really thought it through and was dealing with this. And thought, how can I bring this to light for other parents, really? Yes. Yeah. I love it. So, all right. What do you feel is the coolest? Like, what's the coolest thing you see coming? Or that you want to predict oh. even for virtual reality? Yeah, I, I think that virtual reality is going to make these, these baby steps forward. Uh, I think there are some pretty cool innovations in our future. But I'm... A, I'm really excited by seeing my peers who are also making stories, adding their innovations and twists to storytelling. And so we're, we're kind of learning from each other, stealing from each other, inspired by each other. And I, I think we will, we will build a creative language by working together. But I think when it, it comes to technology, we're, 
uh, right now you, you put this pretty bulky thing on your head. In terms of where virtual reality was in the 90s, it's actually very light. But eventually, I hope we look back 10 years from now and look at what we were wearing on our face and just laugh. <laughs> so I, I think that there's going to be strides forward in that way. Right now, uh, with high-end virtual reality, you have a cord coming out of the head-mounted display, and it's going into the, the computer that's, that's driving the virtual world. And it would be great if you got rid of this, this tether. It feels like it takes you out of the, this, the belief that you're in a virtual world. But really, I think the, the thing that, that's going to be very exciting about virtual reality is uh, the social element. And because uh, Oculus is a Facebook company, Facebook's really interested in creating virtual worlds that you can inhabit with your friends. And so at first, that might be, hey, let's go hang out in a room and play board games. Let's go talk. Let's, let's watch a, a video together. But eventually, I want social experiences where you go into a story together and maybe you, you role play. And I wow. think that, that, that will make virtual reality very compelling. I think that right now it feels like a very, it's an amazing single experience, but it can feel like you're isolated, right? You are transported to another place. And there's many times where after being in virtual reality for 10 minutes, having a story, people take it off and they're like, whoa, I forgot I was here. I forgot I was in this room. But if you could go into virtual reality with your friend, I feel like uh, that would be a place you want to keep going back to. Oh, yes. And your, your friends help amplify the story. Every story you experience is different because you do different things. And I, I think that's, that's where we're going. And so it, it might feel like the stories you experience in virtual reality have some element of gameplay, some element of role playing. And uh, I think that that brings a level of entertainment to a level we've, we've never had in the real world. Well, and I think also, you know, there's so many areas it could go into. I mean, just think about stress reduction. You know, you can go oh, yeah. into a virtual real, you know, a world where you can just have some calm and sit by the ocean kind of thing. I mean, it could go into so many wonderful places. I love that. There's already a few great companies making meditation apps. And oh, they, really? they're great. Yeah, they work very well. I, it, it, it's cool how virtual reality, when I said earlier that it, it tricked your brain, it is doing something magical, I feel. I think it's tapping into a part of our brain that is not exercised in the waking world. I think it's, there's a part of our dream brain that is engaging because we're able to, to feel like we're in these kind of, Your brain thinks you're present in worlds that you could never, never experience in reality. Right. I, Henry is a very cartoony world. It's very stylized. And to feel like you're present in that space, I think we've only experienced by, by dreaming it. And so I, I've had people come out of virtual reality who saw one of our experiences. And within two hours after it, they said, hey, I really loved that moment when this happened. And I looked at them and said, that, that never happened. Really? The experience. Yeah, I think, I think just the way we sort of process dreams and come up with our own interpretations. I think virtual reality is exercising that part of our brain. And I, 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 I think it's, it's going to lead to more magical moments. I don't think it's, it's like it's soaking through the subconscious. I think it's just it's having an impact on people that, that, that means, as a storyteller, we have so many more tools to create empathy. Uh, and uh, you know, most people who come out of virtual reality are blown away by it and just they feel like they're, they're thinking differently. I, I at least know that 
as I've worked in virtual reality, I feel like my dreams have changed. I feel like the way I think is different. I feel like my abstract thought abilities have improved. And so I think that this is in some way going to make us better thinkers. Oh my gosh, that is that is well, that is some heady stuff and crazy interesting. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah, no problem. Well, we are looking very forward to seeing you on stage December 10th. Yep, I'm looking forward And to it. thank you so much Max for for being a guest today. That was what it's so interesting what you're doing and thank you for doing it. Yeah, it'll be great. Uh, I'd love to meet you and, and show you virtual reality. I'm I'm all for this. I want you to cool. know this. <laughs> I will be first in line. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, sir. You have a good one. Uh, everyone out there, you have been listening to Mishmash. Please find us on iTunes at M-I-C-H-M-A-S-H. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>